Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Okay, okay, here we go. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday edition of the Taz Show. And this will be a explosive express version of the Taz Show. As I mentioned yesterday, a couple of shows this week will be one hour long, 60 minute city. Yes. So this uh, here will be raw chatter, raw talk, my raw reaction right at you. Gonna react to Raw, as they say. Rage Cave Jones, rocking and rolling. Gonna talk about Raw, like I said. Gonna tell you and talk about what WWE didn't show you last night on the air and why they didn't show it. Get into that this episode. Take some phone calls also. You can do that, by the way. It's a very simple process. You guys know how that works. That's an 866-475-2948-866. 475 or Yeah, you can do that. If you're listening live right now on the brand new radio.com app, I appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Thank you. It's an awesome app. It's working greatly. Maybe you're listening to some on-demand content of the Taz Show on the radio.com app. You can do that. Maybe you're listening live to the show right now or watching live at TazShow.com. Thank you for that. Or... Maybe you're watching some on-demand content on Facebook Live, which we will not be on today. There will be no Facebook Live. I repeat, no Facebook Live. Tell your friends and family, tweet it, Instagram it, put it on your fucking MySpace. Whatever you want to do, you do it. And it's spelled right now, by the way. We fixed it. Uh, Yesterday, Dennis Jones will bring you in, the biz dev guy, producer of the show. Some people thought we were doing a predication podcast. That was the initial thing on in the pitch meeting that we, you know, I do on Friday a pet, 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 pet put that graphic up there, man. a pred, a predication, predication, Helena self, changed. predication. Right, we changed that though. We changed to, to prediction only because the fans were complaining; they didn't want to hear you ramble on about uh, pontificating and, and doing the religious yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, next time I got to bring Devon Dudley in. He works for WWE. Devon's not going to testify. My brothers! I got to bring Devon in now. You know, I can't. I can't get Devon. I can't get. The WWE won't give me guests. I can't get Devon. I love Devon. He's my man. But, but you know, I can't. You know, and then I have to, if I'm doing a predication, then I need Devon. I got to testify. You know, I got to. Please put the graphic back up, sir. Don't take the graphic down. I want to discuss this before I get into Raw. I only have an hour. I'm very busy. Okay. Hell in a Cell prediction podcast. This will be Friday. This will be Friday. No live show. You're going to get a prediction show from the old school. This is HPM style. Human podcast machine style. Dennis, I know uh, when you hear the words HPM letters, and I don't know why I hear my audio coming out of your studio, and that's annoying me, but I do know this much. That will get you fired, number one. Number two, uh, you can take the graphic down now, and I mean, I think it's up there long enough. Holy shit. 
It's like, uh, it's like, uh, you know, he, I know he's getting mad. I don't really care. Uh, it's like I got to hold the guy's hand. What are we doing? Wake up, son. Wake up. Okay. Uh, here's the thing, Dennis. Before I get talking about Raw, um, I know when you hear HPM or you in podcast machine, the old school, you cringe. You do. I notice it in person. I, I notice it on camera now. You get a little nervous. No. I know why. No, I know why. I know why. Come on, be honest. Because when I hear HPM, I think of hot pastrami meats. I get excited. <laughs> Cured meats hot is very unhealthy. Um, well. You get nervous on the HPM because those were the days when you were not even involved with the show. And you know that I know that when I do HPM style, just a podcast, no video, no audio, who do I need? Me. Nobody else. I don't need anybody producing audio, video alone. Me. That's what I need. Sorry. Don't take offense. You either. No offense taken on either of oh, us. Yeah. Well, it's impossible to uh, you know upset you guys, especially you, because you got the Yankees going tonight against your uh, the Twins. Please do not jinx this. I'm not. I'm not jinxing. The Giants not, are the Giants are terrible. I I've put my foot in my mouth countless times talking about the Giants. So I don't even want to acknowledge tonight's game, please. Okay, no, I will not jinx the Yankees. I want them to be victorious. I I lifted, you know, I didn't let all the Yankee fans, and you know, I did lift the uh, about a couple weeks ago. I lift the epox that I had on uh, All Rise Judge for the home run thing. I lifted that. You are so nervous. You do not even want to discuss this. No. Look at you. listen, you guys uh, are fine. You guys are fine. You're gonna win tonight. I'm I'm in your corner. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I hate this so much. I, I don't want to tell anyone because I don't want to upset you here. I don't want to jinx you. But I, I am rooting for the Yankees. So I'll take keep a in root. Mind, keep in mind, I am a former Jet fan and Met fan and Bills fan. So me rooting for teams is not uh, always a good thing. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> so. See you guys in spring training. Even though if you haven't heard, uh, my Bills are in first place in the AFC East. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, yeah, they are. All right, Raw. So what happened? Uh, what happened? What the hell happened on Raw? Well, a couple of things happened that were good, to be honest with you. Okay, I thought they gave uh, us, the audience, some big matches. I really believe they did give some really big, good matches. <clears throat> Excuse me, which I enjoyed watching. Um, I thought they did a good job with that. I Like Braun versus Seth. Uh, Seth Rollins. Is a, <laughs> not us, Seth. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, I'll take you. I'll take you right down to Chinatown, bub. Bro, could you imagine? <laughs> you son of a bitch. They call me Wheels. <laughs> He's just running around the ring. Oh, Brad just blows up. He can't catch him. <laughs> you know. And then he passes crazy. out, and that's how Seth gets the win, <laughs> just from exhaustion. And Seth is, ends up being tired, too, because he didn't have the quinoa. And Cal, so he just falls on Seth. On, I mean, on Braun, and that match will never happen. That's bad fantasy book. No, uh, so they did some good matches. I really thought they did some good matches last night. I mean, some big matches. That that's the first thing I, I, I'll tip my cap to them on. You know, like I said, Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman's a big match, um, and they put some time in, and they gave you a finish. And 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 I'll get into that in a sec. Uh, I thought Mickey James versus Nia Jax was a good, strong, big match. They kind of gave you an F job finish. wasn't really a real finish. And I think uh, Roman Reigns versus Miz, uh, again, another F job finish. But that's okay. Whatever. You're not paying for it. Who gives a shit? 
Um, Roman versus Miz is a big match. That's a big ass match right there. I I, I was down. I, I thought it was cool. <clears throat> um, I thought it was interesting. Again, Enzo uh, cruiserweight segment Jones ended the well didn't end the show, but was the last segment in the live house. Uh, the quasi shield reunion was the last thing we saw. I'll get I'll do my due diligence to get to all this within an hour. Um, so uh, where do we start here? I guess. And we got a lot of people calling the show here, so I'll get to those guys on the phone here in a second. But um, all right, look, first off, I, 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 like I said, I tip my cap to WWE for all those good matches on Raw. I, I, big matches, I should say. I like it. I'm in, no problem. Cool. I do think it was a, a great show of class, and I'm not surprised by WWE to start the show with the whole company, all the talent, the performers, including Vince McMahon, on the stage. In a moment of silence uh, for the, the the tragic uh, situation in, in in Las Vegas, so um, I thought that was I wasn't surprised. WWE always uh, will do class, and they do class the right way, and respect, and they they always do it the right way. I've been there for a lot of this, unfortunately, during unfortunate times in real life stuff. Not you know, I'm not talking about in the wrestling world. And uh, and WWE always handles it the right way. Um, I have to say, and that starts with Vince McMahon and the people around him. They and I will, I have to, without a shadow of doubt, put them over for that. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Always, uh, they they take the high road, classy, respectful. Um, then they went into business. You know, they had to. You got to get a business. Which show goes on. Business goes on. Uh, and like I said, they gave you some big matches. Now here's here's the thing I was talking about though, from negative. Um, not negative, but from a perspective where I was a little confused, but then I figured it out. Let's fast forward a little bit. Enzo. Okay, so Enzo gets interviewed backstage by, um, uh, what's her name? Just drew a blank. Charlie Caruso. No, or Charlie, Charlie Caruso. What's not her either. You're running out of announcers. Uh, oh, Blondie was... Jones. Oh, it was Renee no. Young? Thank you. Renee Young. Biker Jacket Jones. So, <laughs> go ahead, do it, do it. She, I know she was wearing a biker jacket, like a leather jacket, like a Triple H jacket. I thought it was kind of cool. You don't usually see girls wear that. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, Renee's <laughs> hip. She's hip. So um, anyway, uh, so Renee interviews um, Enzo, but Enzo is silent. He doesn't really say anything. And, and basically what it is is it's, it's, a, it's a deal where it's like, uh, you know, you have the whole – I'm, again, paraphrasing Renee saying you have the whole locker room against you, the whole division – uh, blah 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 blah. They hate you. That is that. that. You know, how does that feel? I, again, paraphrasing. <laughs> and Enzo basically is just silent, doesn't say anything, and he's like pondering. And then a little bit later on, they show a graphic that he's going to confront again the whole cruiserweight locker room or division. So uh, they also showed the package in the show, uh, maybe twice, of Enzo getting beat up, of Braun Strowman coming out and destroying him, and then again they just like I went off about last week. The announcers did not cover the fact of the real story why this guy was getting beat up by all of the locker room. It's because he was, just to protect the other guys and to protect WWE, they never told you that. They didn't tell you um, it's because he he made fun of everyone and he ripped everyone apart. They didn't put the heat on him. Instead, they just said, no one likes him. He's got a big mouth. And they, look at that move. Look at that move. And then this guy did that move. And it's like, stop it. That sucks. Okay. So they did it last week. They did it this week, too, okay? Uh, from an announcing standpoint, calling the B-roll footage, which I thought was bad. Um, the call of it. I just didn't think the content that the, the announcer said. 
Now, here's the thing. This is what I'm going to tell you about that they didn't show. And the package, like I said, I think the package was twice they showed the package, and both times they didn't show it. The announcers didn't bring it up. They completely blew off and ignored what happened on 205 Live. I mean, unless I was seeing things, I know I covered here on my show. Um, Enzo took a crutch and beat the living shit out of Neville. Did he not? Did that not happen? Dennis, that happened, right? That did happen, yes. And I, I don't know if you saw Raw last night, did you? I did. I, did you notice any of that footage? I didn't see it. They didn't if show I did, any, tell me. They didn't show any footage. <clears throat> excuse me. I feel Enzo like I feel like when Enzo was walking to the ring, I want to say Tom Phillips made a mention of it. Mm-hmm, maybe he might have. But it but it was it was quick if it, if it was at all. He might have. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think you got to show me some of that. You got to show because that was a we had a call a call the Taz show here. Explaining because I didn't see two or five initially and a caller and I, I apologize I don't remember who you were so pardon me, but we had a caller call and say how vicious and aggressive Enzo was in the beatdown with the crutch. That's the most he this fan has ever seen Enzo be. Now he's your new champ. He's a heel. I get it. And you're making him like he's just completely blacklisted from the locker room. That's fine. That's a cool story. I'm down. Show his intensity. Show his his ability to compete and fight and and put some heat on him that he beat this guy up after a match and used a weapon. It's a simple story. You guys showed the physical end on 205 Live in the in the live broadcast of the 205 Live. We never saw it. We never saw it on Raw. The, the mothership of the company, the biggest platform you guys have in WWE is Raw. Okay? No one would argue with that. That's the biggest platform. The stuff they show on Raw is the stuff that they want us as an audience to remember and know. I promise. Why, why wouldn't you show this? Well, it goes to what I said when Enzo got the championship. They do not and are not going to have Enzo be a champion who is about credibility or physicality or being tough or being able to even be victorious um, on his own. He's going to hang on to this title scratch and claw to keep it, but be a douche in the process, the character. He's going to curse people out, make fun of people. We saw him yesterday in the ring. I, I, I tweeted about it. I thought it was hysterical and entertaining. You know, he just went around the ring while those guys had to stand on the apron and take it, and he roasted each guy one by one by one by one, and it was funny shit, and it made 205 segment relevant. They're letting this guy say things like, I'm the reason why 205 live uh, people are watching it now this was a snooze fest yada 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 yada. and he's not lying unfortunately he and and the company he's not making the stuff up but he's not going to business on his own he's being directed to say these things <laughs> so he is the the heel vehicle that they are using to to and they're getting they're getting him over and and not just last week the final segment of raw but this week i don't you know you guys know me i don't sit here and and drip on ratings and all oh, the rating was 6.6.5.3 fraction of two eights and nine. I don't give a shit. Okay, I do know ratings are important, but I don't sit here and I'm not that I'm not like that. There's a zillion websites you can go to and 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 find that stuff. I I, I don't but I'm assuming the flow that they went and put this cruiserweight segment with Enzo leading it in the final segment. I would assume that means that it did pretty well numbers-wise last week. 
By the way, I did not mention, nor did the producer, there will be no PW Insider Report in this segment, uh, this show, I should say. No, uh, Mike will not be in this this show. It's a one-hour show. Express Jones, and we're rolling. So, all right, back to what I was saying. Thanks, Dad, for reminding me in the opening of the show. Appreciate he it. wasn't happy about it either. Excuse me? I uh, I had to text him yesterday, let him know. I said, hey, uh, we're only doing an hour show. Mike, I would love for you to come on, but we just time constraints. We can't we can't have you wow. today. And what do you say? Would you treat me like an asshole? And then he hung up. Yeah. Well, he has that new text ability where he could actually text you sound like that. So I believe that he texts you that 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 bite right there. B Y T E bite. I believe. Right. No, he absolutely did. Here's news you treat me like an asshole. Was he, was, did he like text you back like a simple, okay, like something like that? Cause I could see him doing that. Uh, he like, no, he, he was, in all seriousness, he was kind of cracking jokes. He was like, no, I'm coming on. I'll be there. I'll be ready. I was like, all oh. right, well, we, well, we won't. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for coming, Mike. Shoot me like an asshole. <laughs> Unbelievable. He was upset. That was last week, right? Yeah, he, <laughs> I had never seen that before. Oh, I, I kind of got hot at him, and then he, he got upset. It was, uh, that was pure passion from him. Was, well, he, he he needs to be on camera. That's Mike. He wants to be on Mike. He wants to be. On, he's like you. He's a ham. There. These are. This is what the business is about. This is what it's become. The less the, the if you take bumps, you, we. I don't know how to say it. I'm so upset. <laughs> I can just like, feel I'm, your I'm frustration. Be, I'm trying to be nice. I get and I, and I don't do nice well, but it's like the people. I, let me just move on. All right, so, so anyway, so I'm not even going to get into it. So, because I, I, I'm just not. I'm just not. So, like, back to raw. Okay. So, I was, um, so I, I just, it's like I've been saying about about Enzo. They're not going to go that route of him being. And anything like he, uh, anything meaning that he's kicking people's ass, like he's so by them not showing that footage, which was great, it was shot well. Uh, Neville sold great. I'm talking about on two or five live. If you didn't see it, go watch it. Um, and the way that we saw, um, you know, Enzo bring the physicality with that crutch was awesome. They don't want that. They by them not putting that in there. Pay attention to the package they show. They accentuated and sold hard the fact of his promo. Not everything. They, did, they didn't put a lot of his promo in there. What they put in there was when him saying, again, paraphrasing, was something along the line of, I, I, have, I got the division over. I'm the reason why people now are watching. Something like that. Then he said, my back hurts because I'm carrying the division. That, you know, that, that old line, which is funny. It's good stuff. It works. You know, um, it's great heel stuff. You know, then they debuted, uh, they had Kurt Angle come out. And what I thought was going to be different was, and this is when when Enzo was cutting a promo and then Neville came out and he started roasting each guy in the apron. <clears throat> and he said that Kurt Angle now said he doesn't even have, if any of these guys even touch him, forget about getting a title shot, you get fired. So now he handcuffs the whole locker room again, meaning Enzo. But what that does is that puts heat on Enzo, that is a good way to get heat. I, I like that WWE's doing that. I think that's great. I, I'm into that whole thing where he runs to Kurt. What I don't like is that Kurt always gives him his way. That makes Kurt lose credibility. I said that last week, but they they kind of gave Kurt a little redemption last night. And I, you know, if you didn't see it, I'll explain it. Um, but 
the thing is, like with, with Kurt, uh, I'm sorry, with, with Enzo, when he said that now if you touch me, you're going to get fired, any of you guys, especially you, Neville, or whatever he said, I'm thinking, I had a feeling Kurt's music was going to hit. I thought it really came out a little earlier, and they waited, and then Kurt came out, I'm like, ah, here we go. Kurt's going to say, listen, Enzo, yeah, if anybody touched you, which these guys did, they don't get title shots, but I never said to you, and I never gave you a clause like that, you're lying, and I thought everybody was going to beat him up again. That's what I thought was going to happen. I'm just being honest. That didn't happen. Kurt came out, and then Kurt said, yeah, no, you're right. These guys can't touch it. If they touch it, they get fired. If they touch it, it was, they, they already touched it, so they can't get title shots. But I signed a new guy, and here comes Kalisto. I signed Kalisto, and which I felt bad for Kalisto because it was like no one cared. There was like no pop, no react, like no real reaction in Denver. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't think he would have got a reaction no matter where they they worked. And I have nothing against Kalisto. I think he's awesome. I think he's a great talent. I really do. I love his look. I don't care. That he's not a big guy at all. I, 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 his work. He's a tremendous luchador without a shadow of a doubt. He's, he's awesome. But you, WWE, you can't expect to get spotlight in a, a final segment of Raw, uh, a live in-ring segment, and give Kalisto that kind of a big spotlight that Kurt intros him, and none of these other guys can touch Enzo except the guy that's about to come out, and it's Kalisto. It's like, ugh. That's not Kalisto's fault. That's your fault, WWE, in my opinion. Because you, you, your, your expectations are too high for him to get a big pop. Because you, you did not, you have not been doing anything to really build him. So you, you, now you, you put him in an awesome position to get a, a nice pop, and the pop doesn't come. That's not that kid's fault. That's the, 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 the push or lack thereof he's been getting. You guys did the right thing with Enzo and before you put the title on him because he was getting a push as a tag team. <laughs> NXT all the way to the main roster, and then and then the, the storyline with him and and his partner Cass turning heel on him, and the stuff with Rusev in the hotel with Rusev's wife, ba ba ba. All that makes a star. All of that real estate that you put on Enzo makes him a star. Boom, 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 boom. It keeps growing and growing and growing. The star gets brighter and brighter and brighter. He didn't do that with Kalisto. Point is, when you did it with Enzo, then you put the title on him or put him in a division. He's already a made guy, and that was good booking, great booking by WWE. But now, when you try that with Enzo and put him in that spot, I'm not Enzo, with the Kalisto, ugh, not so much. Dennis, you feel me from a fair perspective on this? I thought and uh, Kalisto was dead in the water because unless it was – Enzo's such a big star relative to the rest of the 205 guys, excluding Neville. Neville why, is – Why are you not answering my questions? I had a simple question. You're giving your yes. commentary. yes. I, the answer is yes. I like I like when you did this thing. Yes, the little point that made Really it. drive it home. That means, you know what, Taz? Fuck it. Right, you're right. <laughs> well, if I say you're son. right, then you say I got an echo. And then... I got a teenage son. I, get, I deal with this all the time, okay? I know how that game works. So you don't mean that. What I'm saying is I, I asked you a question, okay? Yes. Answer the question. Instead, you're going into your whole... You, you, uh, commentary now by the lumberjack. Who gives a shit? Okay, I'm lucky these people give a shit what I'm saying. But they do. I know. Please answer the question. The answer is yes. I do like what you're saying. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I forgot the question. Such a liar. You are such a lying man. Like, 
That's not what I, I don't even know what I asked you. Ant, Ant, what, how, navigate here, Anthony. Oh, God, help us. Ant. You asked him, like, because you basically asked him if he agrees about what you were saying with uh, Kalisto. That Kalisto wasn't Bill, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, okay. Ant wants to say that he did the point, too, to really drive it home. Okay, that's great. I see. I actually kind of disagree there. So, so now the answer is no. <laughs> yes. No. Okay. I uh, do. I can I back that up or are we good with? Yeah, go ahead. Explain. <laughs> what am I going to say now? No, don't explain. I think that not that I necessarily disagree, but I think that Enzo made himself more than they provided him the platform. I think Enzo. Is such a a character in quotes that he got over just being himself or the character Enzo. Whereas Kalisto, uh, he never did it for me. Even when they gave him, like the what are what were they the Lucha Dragons? They they won the tag titles. That fell flat when he was the United States champ for like up two weeks. That fell flat. Like he's just never resonated with me. And I mean, from what I heard yesterday, the WWE universe as a whole were like. Enzo's supposed to be this bad guy, and like they were chanting, you deserve it, you deserve it, when he got beat up. And even when he still comes out yesterday, he does his whole, you know, my name's... And the fans are going crazy, so it's like... I think Enzo did it himself, and then the WWE was like, all right, let's run with this. Whereas, like, they tried to do, all right, well, we finally got somebody who can stand up to him because everybody else is off limits. And Kalisto came out, and it was just like... Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Your viewpoints and opinion is dead wrong. Okay. Okay. Um, everything you said is wrong. And and the reason why it's wrong is because you don't know what you're talking about. And that's understandable. And that's why you're called a mock. Okay? That's why you have your own language and you think you know, but you don't know jack shit. All right? So here's what I'll explain. Oh, you're an arrogant wrestler, Taz. Not, yes, I actually am a very arrogant world former world champion. Um, well, you know your time. stuff. I would, I'm, I'm here to listen. Right. I'm dead right. But you, you come off like... Uh, no, I disagree. Oh, who? Kiss my ass, Dennis. That's the second thing I want to tell you. Okay? So, let me teach you how this is. Sonny, listen. Okay? Okay, I'm have all ears. Sonny's and everything. Um, so, look. At, uh, so, you cannot, and I, I'm, I'm kind of putting words in your mouth, so just bear with me on this for a second if you don't mind. You cannot compare the push on the main roster between Kalisto and Enzo. It's impossible. It, it It's apples and oranges, my friend. So I hear what you're saying, the Lucha Dragons and this, and they pushed them, and it fell flat. Well, a couple of reasons why it did fall flat. I mean, they did get a platform. It's obviously being able to talk on the microphone and have that connectivity that I talk about all the time where you can connect with the audience verbally. Kalisto doesn't have a strong uh, – he's not good at cutting a promo. Put a manager with him. Put a guy with him. Even though he's a baby face, that could help – counteract Enzo verbally. Now, do you like that, Dennis? I think a manager would benefit him, yes. Babyface Jones uh, put with him, okay? Some kind of a babyface manager, guy that could talk. Um, to be frank with you, if I still worked in the company, I would be first in line to do that with uh, Kalisto because I know if I verbally bob with, with Enzo, it's going to be good TV and he's going to lose. Um, but I digress. You like I would, that? I would, right? I would enjoy that, yes, very thoroughly. Yeah, of course, because I am the fucking man. Okay, so now. That wasn't very babyface of you. Yes, well, that's the problem. I know that's the problem I have. 
anyway, and you're saying babyface. Yeah, I meant happy. I meant happy Jack. I got caught up in the moment. Yes, and you're the sergeant of Markology. Come on, sir. Please wake up. So I got to go to break in a second. But look, so what I'm saying to you is you really can't compare. It's unfair to Kalisto, even though they gave him a quasi little push here and there. It's nothing, nothing, dude, compared to the push that Enzo has received. Absolutely no way in hell is it anywhere near the layers of promotion and push that Enzo has received for quite some time compared to Kalisto. It's no way in hell. I am not saying that Kalisto's as good as a performer as uh, Enzo. No, I don't think he is. He's a better worker. He's, he's a, he can do more high spots. And he knows what he's doing. Uh, it, it, sure. Does he sell better than Enzo? No. I think that's the one thing Enzo doesn't get credit for is the way he sells. He sells great. I mean, he's not a big guy, and he's getting bumped around a lot, and he sells really well. But his moveset and his ability to make people go, whoa, as a wrestler, comparing him to Kalisto, no, you, you can't. Kalisto's 10 times better, of course. All right, I'll continue with this conversation. I'll get the phone calls, too, on the other side of break. Um, express version of the show. Next segment will be the last segment of today's edition. I'm going to get deeper into Raw, get some phone calls. Taz Show, sit tight. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, we're back. We are back here on this express edition of the Taz Show. Be going to uh, 9 a.m. Eastern if you're listening live or watching live. Uh, So, you know, it's football season also, by the way, uh, so I bought a little bit of the Chiefs victorious over the Redskins, which I do not believe the Anthony Dumpster's Dojos beat me in the fantasy football league because his guy did not uh, reach the pinnacle. Is that not correct? That is correct. You were victorious. I am the man in fantasy football again this week. Uh, but here's the key right now, kids. Don't miss a second of the NFL on CBS. Stream your live local games each week on CBS All Access. That's right. Your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. Please start your free trial. Free trial right now at cbs.com NFL. And check this out. CBS All Access also includes number one hit shows, classics, movies, and original series like Star Trek Discovery. Okay? Anytime, anywhere jump on it you can also stream your live local cbs broadcast for news special events and other sporting events and more so go start your free trial right now at cbs.com slash nfl it's good stuff right there kids all right so back to talking about raw here's adelio so like i said they started out they, they were getting rock and roll here with Braun Strowman versus seth rollins uh, i liked the match i thought it was very good um, I have to say this about Braun Strowman. Um, uh, a while back, I mean, when he first came into the play of WWE and they started pushing him and all this jazz, I I was kind of like, not negative on him, but I felt like this is a guy who uh, is just a big, monster, impressive-looking character. It's great, but, you know, he's going to be limited physically. He's so big, he can't move like other guys in the ring and stuff like that. I kind of was having that little bit of a thought process. I have to admit I was wrong on that. Um, I always knew he was athletic. The more and more I see him work, 
the more and more I believe in him as an athlete. He is a legit athlete in that ring. And for a man his size, he moves unbelievably well. And his timing got so much better over the past few months. Um, his instincts in the ring, you can tell. For me, I could tell, got so much better, or so much better, I should say. Well, how does that happen? He don't have time to go into a wrestling school and train. Yeah, no, he doesn't. It's called on-the-job training. This is a guy who obviously they knew, they invested in because they knew he had potential to be legit in the ring for such a large man. And they put him in the ring with guys to get him better. And that builds your timing. Your instincts get better. It's muscle memory after a while. The more you do it, the more it comes to you if you have the aptitude. And he obviously does. So uh, I have to say, I'm very impressed with Braun Strowman. But on the flip side of that, with him as an in-ring worker, you have to be careful, in my opinion. You cannot let him work in matches that are too long. You can't have him bump too much. You can't have him do way too much offense. That's the tough balance, in my viewpoint, with Braun Strowman. Why, Taz? Why? I'll tell you why. It takes the mystique off him. You want to keep him special. So if you are flooding us with him in the ring, selling and bumping and doing things like all the other wrestlers do, and he's just like everybody else. He's not special. Keep him special. So that's the tough balance WWE has. You know, just uh, food for thought right there. Might be clip worthy. Um, so uh, that's my deal on that. I, I did like that Braun flat out pinned Seth Rollins with his running power slam. Clean. I liked it. That's how you get, you know, you're getting ready to rock and roll with Braun here and 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 go and really going forward with him and pushing the piss out of him even harder than they've been. I like that he pinned Seth Rollins. And I like that that uh what's his name? Uh Dean Ambrose came out at the end of it and he got his ass kicked and he got driven into the ground too. I think it's great. Yeah, well, some say, well, what the hell? How do you sacrifice your tag team champions like that? Well, because they all sacrificed tag team champions because they knew the script before the movie started last night. Okay, WWE, because they wrote the script. Uh, and I don't like to use the word script because it's not a script, but you get my drip. They knew that they were going to do this this whole thing with the Miz and and uh, and what what uh, uh, you know what uh, what's his name uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, and then we're getting the Shield thing going back up again. So it's okay now to put the tag team titles on the shelf a little bit. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> not so much. I, I wouldn't. I, I would have maybe put those titles on someone else. Um, for now, while you're going to do the shield thing, because they're going forward with it. And I think it's cool, and people want it, which is cool. Um, but we did see this, the tag team champions as sacrificial lambs last night to get over Braun even more. Again, I have no problem with it. Some loves, must die at times for others to live, and that was the case with the tag team champs yesterday. And I don't think WWE would have done this if they were not going to go the route of the shield reunion. So I just don't think that you need the tag team titles on two of the three members of the shield. Because that's kind of just going to put the tag team titles like on a, maybe it puts the tag team titles on the shelf a little bit. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe too early to tell. Um, but they did some stuff backstage with Mickey James where she was uh, getting ribbed a little bit by Emma and um, and Alicia Fox, and then she went into the her locker room and she saw that there was like the pens in there and a walker, and that was given to her by, you know, Nia Jax. Of course, at the helm is Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I, I, I go on the old lady route with Mickey James. Uh, meanwhile, she doesn't look the part like it's kind of, you know, I mean, yeah, we know she's been wrestling a long time, but she, she's in great shape and her work rate is awesome. A promo, her promo work is better than most of the girls they got there. To be frank, I mean, she, she's believable and she's credible. Um, 
I guess it's a good way for for you know maybe Alexa to get that keep that heat by calling her an old lady. Um, I think it, you know it's kind of low hanging fruit. That's my problem with it. I would go a different route with Mickey. Just me. That's just my opinion. Because it's low hanging fruit because she's been working a long time and she's been around okay at the business a lot of years and paying her dues. So it's low hanging fruit. It's kind of an easy booking deal. Um, let's go up to Toronto. And talk to Sean. Uh, Sean, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? Hey, come on, Taz. Hello, Sean. Talk to me. Hey, okay. Uh, just uh, quickly. First of all, in that tag match with the um, the women, with uh, Emma and Alicia Fox against yeah. uh, uh, Sasha and um, Bailey, I just want to say that I feel Alicia Fox is a really good underrated worker. I've been watching yeah. wrestling. I've been watching wrestling for 32 years, and I can't recall ever seeing a woman hit a tilt a world backbreaker. Until I saw Alicia Fox do that. That's oh, no, no. Her, 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 listen, physically, she's a great athlete. There's no doubt about it. That doesn't make a good worker. I, I, she is a good worker, but I want you to understand something, Sean. Just because someone can hit really cool moves doesn't make them a, a really good worker. So I, I'm not, I mean, I'm just letting you know, fans like yourself maybe throw words around like worker, um, well, which I don't yeah. think is part of markology, but I, I digress. But yeah, you yeah. got to understand something. What makes a really good worker is the ability to draw money. Okay, a money worker. That's that's the the workers you want, and that's where like you look at a guy like John Cena. He's a money worker. Okay, so I'm not saying Alicia's not, but she hasn't been. She's a tremendous athlete. She looks great. Uh, she can talk. I love the character personally. I, I I know her. I think she's an awesome person. She's cool. I don't know if she's a money worker. Then again, you know, she's had pushes and then the push stops, starts, stops, starts. But just because someone can hit an awesome tilt the world backbreaker doesn't make them a great Worker, in my opinion, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's that's true. But I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, one quick last question. I was uh, reading um, an interview from um, former WWE creative writer Court uh, Bauer. I think it's saying his last name properly. Court Bauer, yes, Court Bauer. Yep. Yes. And he was quickly talking about the 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 um, the thing 2006 when they uh, blew up uh, McMahon in the um, in the limo. And he yeah, National Coliseum. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. and he was mentioning, I guess you know, got wrapped up because of what happened. But he was saying that there were the tentative plan was actually to bring in uh, Vince McMahon's brother, Roderick McMahon. And, and all right. these years, I never thought about uh, Vince having any siblings. And I just want to know, during your eight or nine year tenure with WWE, have you ever met Vince's brother? I have actually. Yes, uh, I believe I met him at Stephanie's wedding. At Stephanie and, and Triple H. And thank you for calling, Sean. I believe I met him at, um, I believe that's where I met him. I might have met him somewhere else. I could have sworn that's where it was, at Stephanie's wedding. I think so. Yeah, that's where I met him. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I don't know the guy. I can't, you know, I, none of us really knew him. It's just, it's you know, you guys got to understand, like, it's business, you know, like, uh, Vince has family. He has extended family. and and But, you know, when his family come maybe to a show once in a blue moon, not as a media family, his extended family, or maybe to maybe... Some of us were invited to something like a wedding or you meet, you know, you're not, you know, you don't really, you don't mock out. There's nothing to mock out. You're in the business. You don't care. Like, not that you don't care, but it's like, yeah, Vince's brother, how you doing? Nice to meet you. You know, I mean, next. Like, like, I, uh, I, I'm answering your question. Yes, I have met him. I, uh, if I bumped into the guy in the street right now, I would not have no idea who he is. Do I remember what he looks like? No. Does he remember me? Probably not. I mean, so it's like, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. 
Dennis, did I handle that okay by uh, that question by Sean? Is that okay? Do I handle that? Or was I douchey? Probably douchey, right? Uh, I'm not going to say douchey, but it, it, you answered the question. Yeah, I've met him. Hey, like, that's, the end, of the, that's the end of the question. I don't know what to say. Um, I really don't. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, what else we got? Oh, Roman. Um, what else about Roman Reigns? What else I want to talk about? I want to talk Mickey James. We saw Elias wrestle Tyus O'Neal. Okay, nothing really there. Elias, right now, he's just kind of percolating where they're going to, you know, they're going to get him rolling into an angle eventually here. They're just, just getting him on TV. This is part of the get-over process. So those that are big fans of Elias, give it time. It'll it'll come. He's going to get a push. I, be- I believe that. Who wants to walk with Elias? It's going to happen, I'm telling you. Uh, now, something else I want to talk about. They they ran uh, twice in the show really cool um, Oscar packages that she's coming to tables, lads, and chairs. And I want you guys to notice, and you heard it here, because I talked about it in the past, this is one way they could go. No mention of her being undefeated. In the packages, the announcer's reaction to it, no mention whatsoever. So my theory, have her lose right away when she comes in, probably will not happen because they're not pushing or telling the mainstream WWE fan that she was undefeated like forever or whatever the hell the thing was. You follow what I'm saying here? Dad, did you get me on this? Yes, you have mentioned this uh, in the past. I w- I'm interested to see if they, I mean, they're probably not going to do it, but if they do, they're not. Oh, they're going to unleash hell. They're not They're not going to do the uh, undefeated thing because they they would be telling us by now in these packages. They're not. They would show her record with a graphic, with numbers. They, they're, not, they're not doing it. They're not going that route. They're just doing imaging on building who she is and her mystique. They're having the other girls, which is a tough thing to do, but they did it, meaning not tough production-wise, tough for the talent to have all these girls sit there and put her over. It's a competitive locker room, men and female, male and female, you know, so now you got to put over someone you know is going to get a better push than you when she comes in. It's kind of like, you know, you do it, and it's business, but it is competitive. It's about making money, but they had all the girls put her over in individual interviews, which I thought was a a cool way to really push Oscar, and they are going to push her. Uh, I just don't, I think they'll mention that she was undefeated. I don't think they're going to push that she was undefeated. That's I think Vince McMahon might I just don't think he wants to do that. I just think then he feels like it's a big target on her, massive pressure on the company and her to get over because she was undefeated. You know what I mean? I just don't think that's gonna happen. If they did do that that route, then I think they would have done what I said where they beat her first match. Just to make her human in essence. You know what I mean? Um, but they, the packages were great. The, the, the production of it, awesome. They were really cool. Both of them, they really were. And then we saw Mickey wrestle Nia Jax. Um, Mickey was about to beat Nia. The announcers did a good job on promoting the fact that Nikki was uh, Mickey, I should say, was about to win the match. But then the in- interference by Alexa Bliss, there was a uh, disqualification and all that jazz. And it, it's good. It puts more heat on Alexa. Alexa's great. She's a great talent. Um, um, I you know I, I think the announcers, like I said, helped Mickey more than anything did here, because <clears throat> they put over the fact that she almost won. They sold it hard and they sold it right, and and I made it believable to me. <laughs> and speaking of the announcing, I have to say Tom Phillips, good job, young man. You did a great job. Uh, Michael Cole was not on the show. Um, I believe his son was getting married or got married. I I I know that. Um, well, it was public knowledge, but I knew it probably about a month and a half ago. Um, I don't know where his, that's his oldest son. He has two sons. 
Um, I don't know where he got married though. I, I don't. He didn't tell me that, but I know. I knew he was going to miss a show. <clears throat> I didn't know which one, but anyway, it was public that he was going to his son's wedding. Uh, that was on the weekend. We saw some of the tweets and stuff. I think WWE put the news out. But this kid here, Tom Phillips, uh, you know, he, I think he did an excellent job uh, as an overview. I, I mean, that B-roll stuff with calling of, you know, the Enzo stuff, I do think they they could have did a better job, just like on 205 Live. I'm stuck on that because that just that's a big call on a B-roll that I think the young man, Vic, what was his name again, Dennis, on 205? Vic, Vic, Vic Joseph. Vic, Vic Joseph, fake name Jones. Um <clears throat> WWE uses, they love the fake names. Let's take two first names and make a name. Tom Phillips, Vic Joseph, Michael Cole, Loose Jim ass. Ross. Hold on, Jim Ross. Even though that's his real name. It's two first names. Maybe that's a lag. Uh, coach. Maybe not that one. <laughs> Loose ass. Good point. The coach. The coach. Vic Joseph, fake name Jones, Tom Phillips, fake name all the way through. Josh Matthews. Hello? I mean, Dave Matthews. Got it. So I'm just saying, like, Todd Grisham, maybe not that one. That'd be a funky name for a first name. But your first name, Grisham, you're a liar. It's no guy beat you up. That could happen. What else you got? You got uh you got Roman. Versus The Miz. Uh, I like this, too. Um, not a good day to be The Miz, Taraj, though. They got their asses kicked badly, and then they got basically pushed to the side. Uh, what happened here? You're going to go against the Shield, and you're going to utilize the star power of Sheamus and Cesaro instead of The Miz, Taraj. This could be the end of The Miz, Taraj, or maybe they should turn on The Miz and say, Yo, homeboy, uh, I thought we were together here. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And now, you, now these two guys are going to help you. I mean, what's the, steal, what's the deal here? What's the story? You see what I'm saying? Like, they completely poo-pooed on the Miztourage by having Sheamus and Cesaro. And I know why they did it. it it's more star power. And, and I'm not throwing a flag on WWE for it. But you do make the Miztourage look like a couple of schmucks. You really do. So you got to figure out a way to, to get let them get their comeuppance. So say something to Miz meaning the Miztourage, and break this thing off or something. You got to do something. Um, you know what I mean? I just think you do. Um, I mean, Roman Reigns beat the living daylights out of the Miztourage during the ring intros. Uh, and by the way, um, Booker T now, this is an example of telling the right story uh, during physicality. He said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, Roman stewing all week about what the Miztourage did to him last week about Roman Reigns. That, see, that's the right way to get a shine on a baby face, meaning make the baby face look good, and keep the heat on the heels, the mistrust. That's the right way you talk physicality during, I mean, I'm sorry, you do storytelling during physicality on a big show like Raw or SmackDown or whatever. That's how you do it. That was done right by Booker. So that's a veteran, that's a pro. He gets it. That's storytelling. That's how you do it. <laughs> so um, it's not as easy as it sounds either, but, uh, but Booker did it right right there. So Sheamus and uh, Cesaro caused the disqualification uh, and attacked Roman here in this deal. So, which you know, I think most people could realize where they were going with this. So, um, what else we saw? We saw Sasha and Bailey versus Emma and Alicia. Uh, there's something happening this too with Corey Graves, where he said something like, um, uh, "What was he saying?" He said, "Oh, uh, you know, 
Sasha and Bailey again. Hopefully they can do better than than the stuff they're doing. Again, kind of what he said. Uh, them fighting on Twitter, who's better friends with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like, you know, that's sad. If you think about what he said, first of all, he shouldn't have said it. In my opinion, he shouldn't have brought attention to that because it makes Sasha and Bailey look like fangirls, I and mean, that's what they look like. Like, like they're, they're and and they shouldn't have been. I don't. I don't really pay attention. I don't follow their their Twitter or whatever. So maybe they, they were doing something like that. I don't know. Uh, I remember seeing something on Twitter with Sasha and Bailey in a picture of Steve Austin. So I, I maybe they're both saying who who's a fan of Steve more. You know, and obviously Steve's a huge star. I mean, I'm not knocking Steve. Uh, he's my friend. I mean, I wouldn't do that. But what I'm saying is, like, you can't have the talent look like fanboys and fangirls. I mean, it's <laughs> – I, I know with Bailey they kind of go that route. Which, and I've talked in the past about the younger talent, how sometimes it looks like they're just – you know, fans more than stars. I mean, you know, it just, I, I don't know. I just don't think it works. Um, and I don't think Corey should have brought attention to it. I mean, uh, I think that's that's a burial at the end of the day. I mean, I know he's a lot of times he's a heel, but I don't think that, just to be topical and to pop the internet by saying it, I don't think Corey should have did that. Just my opinion. Uh, Earl, you're in Green Bay. Uh, you uh, are on the Taz Show, Haas. What's up? Hello, Taz. It's me, Richie Ragdale. Moments <laughs> of goodness, tools. Hello, sir. I remember you. What's going on, big guy? Hey, what's up? It's been a long time. Glad I was able to get through. Um, yeah, man. I just wanted to start off by saying uh, thank you to all the fans out there who have been uh, sending all the kind words to uh, me and my family. My son is going to be undergoing some pretty severe um, spinal surgery on Thursday. I just want to say thank you to everyone for sending out all the kind oh. Uh, words so it means a lot thank you very much i wasn't aware of that but okay that's nice of you to say and 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 god bless good luck with all yes thank you uh so i wanted to talk about nia jackson i heard you were talking about her earlier um, i've been a big fan of her since day one okay it like for a long time she's been getting really good push a constant push actually but they just haven't given her the green light to uh become champ so i was just wondering your thoughts on that and do you think she's ready to uh become champ now, Earl, I've talked about this. I, I'm pretty sure you listen or watch my show on a regular basis, I assume, because I know you've been a fan for a while. I've, you know, I know that. So you've heard me, brother. I don't, I don't think she's ready, and I've said that about her in the past. I think she's close, and, uh, and thank you, Earl, for calling. I appreciate it. I get ready to wrap the show up, but I don't think she's ready, and, uh, and I think WWE would agree with that, hence why they always start stop her push a little bit. There's something missing. There's something missing. She's got the size, the speed, the look, the athleticism. Uh, everything. She's she, she she's got she's building a nice little legacy for herself. There's just something missing. There, I you know it, it, it's and it's something in her work rate or in her believability as a talent. It's almost like I think maybe she's playing too much of a part. And then they they confuse us as an audience where they tell you how nice of a person she is and she's got this great smile and she's on the cover of whatever I don't know. And they play the Maybelline music for her when she comes out. If she's a killer, make her a killer. And she's a badass, make her a badass. Now, maybe it's like not so cut and dry. It's a little bit, you know, years later, and they wanted to have more depth. Okay, different layers. Okay, that's fine. But this, it's a little confusing, and there's something missing. You know what I mean? Like, is she a killer? Is she not a killer? Like, I'm confused. Um, but I, I do think the future is ultra bright for Nia. They're, they're pushing her. I'm sure one day she will be champion. Um, one day soon, I would assume. So, um, I, I, that's basically it. I think, I mean, I covered most of the main parts of Raw I needed to wanted to cover. I do have to wrap up early. Uh, I said today, one hour early, and I will be doing the same, I believe, on Thursday. Uh, right, Dennis, Thursday? 
Thursday, correct. Um, before we go, do you want to make any mention of the Finn Bray Wyatt stuff? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, no, no. I, I, I mean, I saw a lot of it. I, I just the Bray Wyatt, uh, like the stuff backstage, and I know that, that the Abigail, the sisters, that's they're going that route. It seems like she's going to come about, right? That's what it seems. It right? looks, it looks that way. Yes. You know, I, here's my thing, bro. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the guy backstage on a rocking chair. You know, with, 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 with funky lighting. I'm tired of it. It's, it, it, I like him. I, I, I love his work rate. I think when they had the title on, keep it on him. I, I'm a mark for the guy. I just think they put him in the, the barn somewhere. Go outside with him. Go in the real. Stop using all this production stuff. Go outside in the dark with him if you want to show the woodsy thing. Stop doing it backstage in the locker room, you know, when you're shutting the lights with some smoke and he's in a rocking chair. It's just, it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, it's corny. I'm not a 12-year-old kid. You know, so really, I'll be honest. Like for me, it's just you know, I, I love Finn too. I think Finn's great. I think both these guys, it's great. But uh, what do you want to say about it? Yeah, you, you, as a fan, what you like it? I actually did because I I'm with you. Where Bray's been getting stale, it's been repetitive. But I thought the um, whatever they did at the end, that like uh, creepy face they put on him, I thought that was a nice addition to kind of reinvigorate Bray because. Bray's been one of my favorite wrestlers since he debuted, but he, right. he is it's 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 repetitive and a little bit, a little bit. He's inject. so good in the ring and he's very he, good in the ring. He's, he's awesome, very good but at, they need to inject he, something new. So I think going back yeah. to Sister Abigail and actually doing yes. something with that for once will be a nice addition. I hope they do. I'll be intrigued then. I'm all in. If they go with Sister Abigail, and there's plenty of different female performers they could put with him that aren't in the company right now. That I think, which maybe in the future I'll go over some of those names that I think would be great with him, in my opinion. They got a couple of girls uh, in NXT that'd be great with him, as Sister Abigail, and I believe his real sister might be one of those girls that could do it too. Scratching Beard Jones as I end the show, unprofessional. All right, on that note, one shot of me. I don't want to see Dennis. I want to see me. Okay, bye. See you, Dennis. See you tomorrow. All right, so that's it. Taz Show uh, Express version, one hour. Enjoy it. Um, push it out there. Rate, like it, whatever you call. What do you say, Dennis? On the, on the iTunes, how do you do? Rate it. Fans, it. would you please subscribe, then rate, then review? You say it so well. All right, look, guys. Uh, be back tomorrow. Uh, talk a little SmackDown. It should be a good SmackDown. Go home for the hell in the cell. This should be a good SmackDown tonight. We're gonna check this bitch out tonight. I'm Taz. You're not. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page. But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at. Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To go and pour another drink just to get away. We got to live it up. Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping.